0: To Reality Blows, Patreon edition.
1: Boing, 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 boing.
0: This is our first bonus episode of June 2021. I am back. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> Folks, uh, how are you doing? How's your day? We're recording this on a very beautiful Monday evening here on the Jersey Shore. How yeah, you, I was asking
1: feeling? Nick, like, if if normally when we record our Patreons, they're morning chat chits. Is this a chat shit at night? Like, what's the what's the evening version? I what's think this the title. Is,
0: this is a chat shit.
1: Chat shit. <laughs> yeah, this is like chat shit. You, chat shit okay
0: you know what i mean it's just like what do you do over there you know it's like what do you call that we and chat like, and we shit no 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 oh, not okay. literally you know it's more it's more of just like what's what's up what what, what, what do you guys do and it's just like yeah we do some chat shit you know what i mean it's like, like
1: chewing the shit
0: yeah we sh- it's shooting the shit not <laughs> chewing the shit <laughs> my god my lord i'll tell you what i'm surrounded by people who just say funny things and think that they're right that's all i i see what in are you my talking life. about well, you and on this podcast, we have yeah. many, many examples of that. Of just, yeah. uh, I
1: guess I not, was not meant for the podcasting world. I'll tell you that.
0: Like what you just said, which is like you confuse like chewing the chewing fat, the fat chewing and chewing the, the shit. You
1: said chewing the <laughs> shit.
0: Now. I don't know what that's called. I'm not going to look it up, but there's got to be that's got to be something. It's not a malpropism. Malpropism is just using a word
1: incorrectly. Cor-
0: yes, you're saying yeah. it right, but you're using it incorrectly.
1: Yeah, I mix things up. I get my wires crossed, you're, whatever that is.
0: Right, you're a crazy mixed-up lady.
1: Yeah, I have dyslexia i'm dyslexic we've oh, talked about now that now we have we've talked about bad that yeah can you believe this guy nick is making fun of someone with the now dyslexia we have
0: to feel bad for her folks
1: who else is saying weird shit
0: well my sister today made me laugh oh that was today. really funny Listen, can we I'm, talk about that sure i mean she she's a patreon member and she will hear this but i,
1: I gabby it's too good not to share
0: i did like my we went uh, to a diner with my sister today and it was a very nice time and so we uh, ordered, um, and I, I were about to, and I asked Gabby, I go, uh, my sister, I said, hey, uh, so what are you going to get? And she says, I like to get the Greek salad here. And I said, oh, that sounds nice. She goes, yeah, but no anchovies. I don't like anchovies. And I said, okay, yeah, I get it. Anchovies, not everybody likes them. I kind of like them. Ashley's like, yeah, I like them a little, but yeah, I get it. Too many is, and she's yeah. like, yeah, I don't like them.
1: Got to be light with the anchovies. So I'm going
0: to go, no anchovies, is what she says. And then the uh, diner uh, waiter comes over, we do our orders. She says, uh, "I'm gonna get the Greek salad, no anchovies." The guy goes, "Okay, Greek salad, no anchovies." He goes back. We're chit chatting. We're chit. We're chat chitting. We're she- shitting. We're, sh- we're chewing, the, chewing shit. the shit. All of a sudden, our meals come, uh, and uh, they're putting it down. And I uh, gave me my thing. Ashley got her thing. My sister got her Greek salad, and uh, you know, we're kind of having a conversation. And then, like midway through the Greek salad, she just looks and she goes, "You know." I always ask for the Greek salad and I always ask for no anchovies and they always put the anchovies on every single time. And I was like, uh, I was like here. And she was just like, no, like everywhere. And then we're like, okay, interesting. And I kind of looked at her plate, didn't see any anchovies. Yeah,
1: no anchovies on the plate. But
0: she had a side plate, like a little bread plate. And she had like three stuffed grape leaves (laughs) sitting on that side plate because it's a greek salad you know
1: they put and, some dolmas right and, on top and
0: then a- a- ashley's like oh you don't want you don't want your uh, stuffed grape leaves your dolmas you don't want them and and my sister's like what
1: and i was like can i eat your grape leaves
0: and then she was like what do you mean and and she we were like grape leaves those are those grape leaves and she's like oh i thought these were anchovies <laughs> so sorry gab had to air you <laughs> out <laughs>
1: The best part is that when I took a bite of it, and I was like, you should try one. I was like, they're like salty (laughs) and vinegary. They're really good. And then she took a bite, and she went, sweet? (laughs) She
0: went, mm, sweet. And then uh, Ashley said, no. And she said, oh, okay, no. (laughs) It was funny that the idea is just like, I keep asking everywhere (laughs) I go, I get a Greek salad and every time I ask no anchovies and every time they leave the anchovies on this hell she was living in.
1: (laughs) It's tough. It uh, is tough.
0: It is fun. So, Gabby, thank you so much. You 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 allowed us to tell a story that ate up a few seconds on this podcast. Appreciate okay? it. You know, we love you. We love you.
1: And also, I feel like this is a good time to tell Gabby, too, that when I was on the plane and I was struggling with uh, my flight anxiety flying back from Myrtle Beach, I looked at the pictures of Nick. You and Chris wearing nanny's glasses because those three pictures made me laugh. And I was right. like, this is the only thing that can distract me from this flight my- are flipping back and forth between these three pics. Isn't that sweet?
0: Isn't that sweet? Now, she looked at those pictures. Those pictures we took on Mother's Day, my grandmother. Um, She's got super thick glasses. V- like, like industrial thickness. Yeah. Like,
1: and- they feel like a prop. Yeah. You know, like heavy, you're like, this is glass. like what a cast, this is what like a casting director would pop on the nerd in like a 50s movie. Yeah. And so
0: we all put them on and it immediately just makes your eyes like look magnified like <laughs> by 10 times. So it's, it's like, you know, they're, they're like, uh, uh what is it? Uh, bubbles from yeah. Trailer Park Boys. Yeah. So, uh, you put them on and we all put them on. And, and my sister Gabby, I think she had the funniest picture. Is that correct? She's
1: got a funny picture because, I mean, every, each of them are funny for different reasons. But like you and Chris are trying to make funny faces. Mm-hmm. Like Chris is doing like a thing with his chin, and you have your eyes crossed. Yes, Gabby's just smiling.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> she did it first, and and we all laughed at her picture, and we wanted one as well. That's kind of why. But uh, yes, Gabby, uh, shout out to Gabby. We
1: got to have her on the pod.
0: She's got to get over here on the pod immediately. Get her on the on pod. On a Patreon. Get
1: her on the Patreon. Behind
0: the paywall, folks. Nick and that. I had a
1: big day. We got up early. We went to the gym. I made my triumphant return to the gym. Yeah,
0: we got there early, too. I did the thing where- um, this Lied is
1: some, to me about time? I
0: lied to Ashley about time in order to get us out as early as possible. Because if I tell her the right time, then she's like, I'm going to max out the amount of time that I possibly could be here. We had a Deadline. Ashley had a chiropractor appointment, so we had to make sure that we were back here to shower so that we could leave for the chiropractor and be there on time. So I wanted to make sure it wasn't stressful, and I got up. A li- I got fifty. 50- I got up at seven forty-five, which I know for most people not that early. For us, pretty early, seven forty-five, and I told Ashley it was eight. And then, uh, so she just was like, okay, we're not getting up till 8.10, right? And it's just like, we're not getting up till 8.10.
1: I have 10 more minutes, right? And it's
0: like, yep. And then like- uh, and Then the alarm went seven, off and I got up. Yeah, at 7.55, she got up. She was like, it's not even 8. I'm like, yeah, but you're up. Now yeah, get up. It worked. And we got up, we got out. Our, our, we, there's a little coffee shop in the town we live in that if you time it wrong- it will be like a 25-minute wait for your coffee. It's, yeah. It, it's painful. I've gone over this before about how they, that's a gripe I have with this part of town. is like the coffee is It's is like
1: absolute a- BS, okay? <laughs> it makes me so mad. And every time I'm in this coffee shop, I think about like, should I write a Yelp review and complain about it? Because first off, it's the only coffee shop in town. This is a tourist-ass mother freaking beach town you got one coffee shop that closes at 3 p.m and isn't open on holidays place wasn't open on memorial day yeah, it's like you're what? losing
0: money at that point i think,
1: I think uh, so. to close at 3 p.m it's like where are we kansas like what is going on well,
0: what's the yelp review because i haven't heard that you wanted to leave a yelp what what I have a
1: lot of complaints
0: but really what were you thinking about is is because i thought you were going to go in on the situation but you were th- you're talking uh, about the
1: i want to go in about the hours and the not being open mm-hmm. on like times when you would think they would be open like if it's a three-day weekend that's when people go to the beach and then that's when they're closed it doesn't make any sense i also have a serious issue with the way that it's designed okay they didn't think about crowd flow when they design the front desk so the way that they there's have not a, there's it or not the, a front the cashier desk. you know yeah. what I mean like the cashier the register and the espresso bar they need to move the register to the front and the side so that a line can actually form instead of this like weird sort of like U-turn that happens where people don't know if they're supposed to walk past you or stand next to you and then people get confused and then the other day I was in there actually funny you should bring this up Nick I was in there the other day and I was waiting in line and I was doing what we always do which is wait to the side right Mm -hmm. not next to the bathroom where a natural line would form because only one person could stand there. It it is not enough space for a line to form. So you have to, you have to go against everything you know about lines and stand inside. And I was doing that. And then someone else stood behind me. And then when I went to pay, I got my drink anyway. Then this person got hassled by regulars who came in and they were like, are you in line? And they were like, yeah. And they were like, the line goes this way. And I wanted to be like, don't listen to them. Nobody knows. It's the wild West. The line goes any way that feels comfortable in the moment because this place is poorly designed. Right.
0: I didn't know. I don't know. I notice the thing I don't like about the line is that line that you have to, you know, where there's only enough space for a line, you know, opposite of the bathroom um is they've lined tables behind it so like if you sit at a table like people are asses are just kind of like in in your face face the whole time
1: like a man's crotch is just in your face so there's like
0: two tables that'll be like kind of run parallel to the against the wall but parallel to the line and this was one you know this was like the first bad experience i had since joining the gym and trying to get that coffee before we go which is like a fight you know so to make sure that we get you know it's not a 25 minute ordeal but the first time that I noticed it was going to be a problem was it was like kind of a, a packed situation really early. The people who live in this town are kind of old, so they get there early. Like if you go there at like 930, you're like probably better off than being there at 830. Yeah. Um, all, all week, uh, weekends and, and, uh, and the week. So I'm online, right, and uh, I'm behind like three people. So then two people in front of me have their orders there's an old man who might be a regular too or was just there and uh, but he was like a spry sporty old
1: man mm-hmm. you know what i
0: mean like i yeah. didn't feel bad for him right and uh he was sitting at one of the tables parallel to the line like there was one person in front of me or maybe i was next yeah. And this guy stood up from his table And just kind of stood there as if he'd been in line in front of us and then went and ordered like one more thing and then sat back down, which was like, I couldn't fucking believe it. Wow. Couldn't believe it. Wow.
1: You know what? I I do want to talk about, you know, this coffee shop and the smoothie, but we can't because we have something so pressing to discuss. Yeah, we got to talk about it. In fact, we've been wanting to talk about it all day and like we'll start to talk about it and be like, save it for the pod. Save it for the pod. Right. Which is, of course, the 1984 James Cameron masterpiece.
0: The Terminator. Guys,
1: I saw it for the first time, and I think it's my favorite movie. Ashley loved The
0: Terminator, guys.
1: I freaking loved The Terminator. I was not prepared to love it this much. I assumed that if I hadn't seen it, It was skippable, you know why? Because I'm 37. I was born the year before the Terminator came out. I assume that it's like if this hasn't entered my life, it's for a reason. Boy, oh boy, was I wrong! I'm so impressed with this film.
0: Well, let's just say I haven't seen this film in maybe since I was like 12 years old. Like I, I, and I believe the reason being, uh, is because it's the terminator it's like the Terminator. like the terminator <laughs> is basically like mickey mouse or, right. or Urkel. you know you're you just kind of like, a
1: bunch as a kid you, and so you haven't revisited it as an adult you just take it for
0: granted like you're like yeah, yeah what am i gonna watch the terminator you right. know what i mean it just seems ridiculous to spend your time watching that
1: yeah that's like watching the little mermaid for me now as an adult yeah I don't need to do it.
0: I mean, honestly, we should probably watch The Little Mermaid. I'd love to see it. And Aladdin and Lion King. (laughs) But uh for another Patreon, so yes, Ashley loved it. Not, and while watching this, I I realized that I had almost no real recognition of the actual movie. I remember certain scenes. I remember Arnold. Obviously, I remember the Terminator. I remember that this movie is a little scary. Like as a kid, it was kind of scary, but the the sequel is way more like for family i mean there's some scary scenes but it's it's way more toned down and that's the one that i watched over and over again um
1: i'm ready to watch this movie again tonight that's how much i liked it i thought it was so well done i thought it was written well it has by the way I, anyone who's told me to watch The Terminator in my life, you haven't watched The Terminator. You haven't seen The Terminator. If you've ever said that to me, why haven't you told me that literally the sexiest lines of all time are said in The Terminator and the sexiest like romance plot line that this OK, spoiler alert. I hope you've seen the Terminator because I'm about to blow it. But like the the guy, Kyle Reese, is basically like, I'm from the future. I've been in love with you my entire life and I'm here to save you from a killer robot. Like that is the hottest thing I've ever heard. And if someone had just told me that that was part of the movie, I would have been in it from fr- 20 years ago. He's in he's been in love with her his entire life and he's come back to the future to save her. Come back from the future to save her. I mean it's perfect.
0: So that that character is Kyle Reese and his name is Michael Bean. That's who you like. You like Michael Bean.
1: I actor. like the character and I like the plot line. I like that I I like that device. I love their romance connection. I like like I would be so flattered if a guy was like hey, babe, I'm from the future, and I've been carrying a picture around of you as long as I can remember, and I'm here to save your life. I'd be like, marry me. This is incredible.
0: So if you haven't watched uh, The Terminator, and, and you're just listening to us and you don't care about spoilers, because this is a big spoiler podcast. If for some reason you haven't gotten around to watching The Terminator and you really want to and you don't want it to get spoiled then you should maybe turn this and off what and what are and you watch doing yeah, go watch <laughs> the terminator it's really great it's uh, on it's on amazon prime um but for the people who just want to casually listen to us talk about it uh, ash why don't you like tell us in your best memory mm-hmm. what the, the the what the movie the terminator is and give give us the whole plot line like give us the whole deal
1: Okay, so basically it is, you get this little synopsis, um, this little paragraph explanation at the beginning of the movie saying that after the nuclear wars, so implying that there's like future nuclear wars, uh, the robots have taken over and there's been a resistance and they have sent back, uh, or no, it's like there's been a resistance, but who thought that the most important battle would be fought now? Today. And then that brings us to 1984, Los Angeles
0: uh yes i think los angeles and yes now today 1984
1: 1984 (laughs) today also it's so funny because it's taking place like the future is 2029 which nick and i like (laughs) kept being like that's like tomorrow i was like
0: we have plans this day (laughs) yeah
1: because also they're talking about how things happen that's like so when did that happen like in 2021 like in the timeline and so basically it's so cool these uh, i i I'm hyping up this movie hard. I'm fangirling what? on it because it immediately... It starts with like action, and the action is maintained throughout the entire movie. So basically, in the future, robots and humans are warring, robots are winning, except there something happens. I don't really fully understand this, but somehow John Connor is able to like shut down Skynet or something, but like right before that happens, they send a robot back, a, a cyborg, excuse me, which reminded me of how obsessed we were with the idea of cyborgs like in the 80s and the 90s, not? Something people talk about now, like half human, half machine. Now it's just all machine. But um, we're, they send a cyborg, which is Arnold, back in time to kill the resistance, the resistance leader's mother. So the resistance leader will never be born. And therefore, the humans will never rise up and never defeat the robots. And so that mother is 18-year-old waitress Sarah Connor, babe. And she's cute. I like her bangs. She's got a roommate that just listens to a Walkman all the time. Didn't I, really understand that character trait,
0: right? And so this cyborg is sent back by Skynet from the year twenty twenty nine or yes, whatever it is from tomorrow to nineteen eighty four. We find out later, and it's fine. We're not we're not just telling you the script the way we found it. We find out later that the humans win. Yeah, and this cyborg is the last of them. But if this cyborg is successful. In eliminating, in terminating Sarah Connor, then history in the future will be changed forever and the cyborgs will win. So there's a lot riding on on the Terminator.
1: On keeping Sarah Connor alive if you're a human. Yes. And so Kyle Reese is a soldier, a human soldier who gets uh, throat taken back. In this time machine, which is also destroyed after they go through it. Yeah, he enlisted
0: in 2021, which I think is very funny, which yeah. I think is right now. It is. Uh, so this is when he enlists in this future war uh, with the uprising the uh, against the robots uh, under the tutelage of John Connor. Uh, who is his like commander and seems like maybe his best friend.
1: He says he'd die for him.
0: He'd die for him. Um and so he he also gets sent back through time, as Ashley was saying. Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese. Yes. And uh and so basically what he's there to do is protect Sarah Connor from the Terminator as best that he can. Yeah. Now here's the the kicker neither the Terminator nor Kyle Reese can go back to the time they came from. So they're stuck. This was basically kind of a suicide journey for Kyle Reese. He must have really wanted to protect Sarah Connor.
1: Yeah, he's been in love with her his entire life. He's been carrying a picture around of
0: her. So, I mean, we'll get to that. So then once both uh, the Cyborg, the Terminator, gets sent back uh, and Kyle Reese, one of the resistance military men, humans get sent back i should say they both get time travel back in time naked
1: yeah no material objects can be brought like no organic
0: anything inorganic won't be sent back yeah yeah yeah
1: so i think that's why they were saying like they don't have weapons maybe
0: they didn't they weren't allowed to send their weapons back so they both they both come back naked into los angeles and then so what love that love we
1: got to see both their bare butts yes the and i giggled
0: yeah, because like the one of the f- the first scene is like Arnold Schwarzenegger, the, the Terminator, like like showing up like a like a Greek god yeah. out of nowhere, and Ashley was like, "What?" Ooh,
1: hoo, hoo, hoo. Yeah, she I wasn't gotta ex- say there- you weren't
0: expecting nudity in this movie. I
1: wasn't expecting nudity. There's nips. There's butt cheeks. There's a lot of violence.
0: Yes, this is a violent movie.
1: This movie would not be made today.
0: Well, I believe this movie was kind of made under the guise of like, okay, we're going to make like a uh, a uh, exploitation B-movie, basically. Mm. Like this, was, this is going to be kind of schlocky.
1: Well, one of the things I read that James Cameron, before Nick banished me from reading IMDb trivia, because um, he was like, no, I want to surprise you with trivia. Yeah, because then
0: what are we going to talk about?
1: The trivia that we both learned was that <laughs> James Cameron thought it was a horror movie that he had made and like only when it was received as an action movie was he like yeah
0: well he what I heard in the documentary from him and this could be later or before what you heard is that he thought this was hard science fiction and that the company was like this is not a science fiction movie And he's like, this is like a murder, like, you know, this is like some like, this is like a murdery slasher movie. And he's like, no, it involves cyborgs and future wars and time travel. And the company was like, we can't, this is before they did test audiences. They wanted to, basically, James Cameron wanted to say, this movie, tell people this is a sci-fi, like promoted as sci-fi. And he's like, fucking we're still in star wars time if people go to this movie thinking this is going to be star wars this is going to backfire on us now you can think when people at that time in 1984 is like we're in the middle of star wars yeah like and it's like hey look another science fiction movie this is not star wars right
1: right right (laughs) this really felt
0: to me like friday the 13th
1: it's a slasher film. it really
0: felt like a slasher film but instead of it being kind of like an undead man uh it's and uh, and like a machete it was a cyborg and the most weapons you've ever seen.
1: I think the exact quote was that he thought it was horror sci fi. It definitely yeah. is. And that they were like, this is an action movie. And he was like, huh.
0: Because the guns, you're just like, that's action. James Cameron has a thing with guns. He's a gun guy.
1: Did you read about how Arnold Schwarzenegger like trained uh, putting together and taking apart guns for like two months, blindfolded, so that he could get all the moves right? And so that he, he also trained shooting. Arnold Schwarzenegger had to do so much stuff to be a robot. Like He had to train how to shoot the gun without blinking. Like something I did yeah. not even notice in the movie, yeah, but I'm sure. Cyborg, can't flinch. Yeah, but I'm sure made a huge difference as a viewer, but I didn't even notice it. It's, it's just details like that that make me go. Mm, I'll just let me say kiss. this
0: right now. I know this is crazy to say. Arnold Schwarzenegger fucking kills it as the Terminator. He's so, he's
1: good. so good. He's so, was so sca- good. He's so so good.
0: It is unnerving, uh, honestly. This movie, there's no st- like stopping for anything. I mean, um, there's exposition in this movie. You find out about the future wars, uh, and this is like a thing James Cameron did on purpose. He's like, he didn't want to slow anybody down. So all of the information you learn about this movie is while Kyle Reese, Michael Bean, is like literally driving a car in like a crazy car chase trying to get away from the Terminator who's firing shotguns at them. So like normally in these movies, there's a moment where they have a second, and then like it slows down. And now we hear what's going on and why we're here and what the object you get that all during a crazy shootout car scene. And so there's no stopping to explain. They're explaining while they're in a fucking firefight. This movie was like heart pounding and didn't end at all. And there's like I love so
1: good the momentum. So usually if you stress me out in the beginning and you keep hitting that stress button, I lose interest but this just, it just fed the right amount of like peaks and valleys of action to really, it was such an enjoyable ride. Another fun thing I learned about this movie is there's a lot of guerrilla shooting that happened and that what, that scene, that first scene where Arnold carjacks, remember that scene?
0: He masturbates in the car.
1: What? What?
0: Car, <laughs> carjacks.
1: Oh no, the carjacking, he did, they did that at like three in the morning somewhere without a permit, they like they were completely out of money and had to like do it uh, on just uh hey here's a car let's do it i mean it wasn't a random car but
0: so i just love the i mean this is the dedication that these people had to making this movie um i love that uh it seems like arnold schwarzenegger like really believed in this movie and took it so fucking serious
1: Did not believe in it in the beginning. So, like, what? Yeah. There's like interviews with him before he's doing it, like when he's doing Conan. um, Conan. Conan. (laughs) You know, when he's doing a tight five on Conan. Yeah. um, I'm sure he's done Conan a few times. Oh, and he was doing Conan, where he's like, they're like, what's up next? And he's like, I'm doing this stupid little. Like uh two, it shouldn't take more than two weeks movie, which he has then gone back and apologized for, but like didn't like it in the beginning, had major objections to the jacket that he was wearing. He thought it was not masculine enough. Um, made production stop for two days while they were argued about his jacket, like literally thought this was just gonna be sort of a nothing movie. And then as they started making it, was like, Holy shit, this is so good and then him and James Cameron bonded like crazy yeah, they- They'd
0: seem like they were boys because they, it, 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 I think uh, the both of them were pretty blown away by the other's sort of ethic yes, and everything. I they think that,
1: bonded so tightly.
0: Well, now's a good time. Well, let me just, can I quickly finish off what the rest of the movie is sort of Yeah, because we for are in the middle. So these robots, uh, this robot comes back in time, and then a human comes back in time to stop that robot from killing Sarah Connor. Now, Sarah Connor, not pregnant yet. Uh, You know, we don't know where the father of John Connor is going to come from, but as Michael Bean, Kyle Reese, the character Kyle Reese kind of gets with Sarah Connor um, after the Terminator almost kills her like 16 times. I mean, he's unrelenting Terminator. He will not stop. And that's what Michael beans what Kyle keeps saying, like this motherfucker is not going to stop until he reaches down Sarah Connor's throat and rips out her fucking heart. Yeah. He says that at some point in a police station. And it's true. I mean, this guy, I mean, he got his jacket by like basically ripping the heart out of a punk yeah. played by Bill Paxton. Um, and uh so yes he's not, we're clearly not going to stop he has he has a million weapons he's just smashing cars open and stealing cars and keep randomly killing whoever is in his way it's uh it's a wild time and it is like fucking violent and honestly literal trigger warning truly i, I mean if you're kind of like you know you don't want to see a lot of gun stuff like there are like cl- there's like a club shooting here that hits k- kind of close to home and
1: where and, i was like this really happened like i can't believe they included yeah. this in the movie this really happened. Happens. And Nick was like, robots don't go into clubs and shoot <laughs> well, up. And I was like, well, no, like club shooting. Like,
0: this really happens. And I was like, yeah, I know, you're right. Except for the whole robot. No, you were like,
1: robots don't go into clubs and I shoot didn't up say, things.
0: Robots don't
1: <laughs> robots don't go to clubs. Nick was so confused during this whole movie. I, I kept not. having to there explain things. To him. Scene.
0: There was one scene where Michael Bean goes to the store to like get supplies and he comes back to the supermarket and he just pulls like a bunch of like bomb making materials out of a bag. And then uh, Nick's like,
1: you didn't get eggs. You didn't get bread. And I was like, he's making bombs, babe.
0: (laughs) No, I said, boy, that's crazy that in the future they eat like basically bomb making material. And then Ashley's like, no, they're making a bomb. Like basically Sarah Connor, the character of Sarah Connor was like, boy, uh, you know, what's for dinner and then in my mind I'm like oh yeah did he get them food and then I realized that she was making a joke that I didn't realize was a joke it was a whole thing but that's the only time I was confused no there
1: was something else that happened I don't remember what it was but you were like why is he saying that and I was like because she just asked him (laughs) what
0: they (laughs) said no it was with the punks in the beginning with Arnold he was like I was like and he just oh yeah like
1: Arnold's like give me your clothes and the punk's like no way man and so he kills the punk and then he looks at the other punk and the guy starts taking taking off his jacket and nick's like why is he taking off his jacket and yeah. i was like because he just said give yeah, me I your clothes that.
0: oh sorry ash i did find it funny he steals a punk's whole like 1984 la punk you know that's the what whole he was outfit pro- the whole outfit but we see him later and he took the punks like cut off gloves. And yeah. Put them on.
1: He, he, like, <laughs> Which is like, why did this? So,
0: so I understand the cyborg was naked. You need the pants and the shirt, maybe the shoes, but the gloves,
1: he was committed to the look, committed
0: to the look. I thought he looked very cool.
1: Okay. So, so, so basically what happens is they start going through the cyborg starts going through the phone book and looking up every Sarah Connor to go after and kills two Sarah Connors. And like, The Our Sarah Connor starts figuring out, like, oh, shit, someone's killing Sarah Connors in the city. I have to protect myself. Meanwhile, this weird creepy guy's following me.
0: Yeah, so she hides out at a club called Tech Noir. By the way, that club was created by... The crew and tech noir is is what they think, th- what James Cameron considered the movie.
1: Ooh, that's cool. You
0: know, it's like a tech noir movie.
1: Dark sci-fi. Yeah. Horror sci-fi. And
0: there you go. Um, so anyway, eventually uh, the Terminator finds out where Sarah Connor, the real Sarah Connor is and goes to kill her. But right at that moment, our hero, Kyle Reese, is protecting her uh, and kind of like starts a firefight basically in the club with uh the terminator and then from then on out it's just kyle and sarah driving around in cars switching cars and hiding as the terminator tries there was to kill him
1: one moment where the police have them in custody and they think kyle's insane but i didn't and then realize... immediately
0: the terminator comes in and kills everybody
1: yeah and so first off two things i didn't realize one is that's where okay so in this movie he says i'll be back yes um he, he does
0: not say i'll be back no he says i'll be back yeah he which is it definite normal. that's definite uh mandela effect there yeah i think i'll i'll be back he goes i'll be back
1: yeah and he only says it once
0: he only says it once
1: and then i didn't know he may know- say it
0: in t2 he may say it again in T2.
1: Kyle Reese he says this line to I didn't know that. Come with, Come me, with if me if you want to live. live. That's interesting. I didn't know that, that was is from also, Terminator. But
0: I think that is also Mandela effect because when people do their Arnold in, in presentation because yeah. I know I've thought about it. Cuz when he said when, when when Kyle says it in the movie in my mind, I've heard plenty of times people kind of goofing around with Arnold, being like, "Come with me if you want to live." And
1: yeah. But
0: I'm wondering if in Terminator Two, they bring it he back, he says that mm. if Arnold says that, because uh, well, spoiler alert: at the uh, they're, they're hiding out, they're hiding out. They go and they get a hotel room, okay? And they make a bunch of bombs that I thought they were going to eat. They don't eat them. They just make a bunch of pipe bombs together. And then Kyle and Sarah kind of hit it off. They've been clearly having some sexual tension.
1: Hot. It was hot. It was steamy hot. Kyle. Why don't people talk about that when they talk about the Terminator? That's
0: what, um, what's her name? Uh, Linda Hamilton? Is that yeah. her name? That's what she says drew her to the movie. She was like, oh, this is like a really great love story. Um, She got really into that part, and that's what made her want to play that part.
1: Before you continue, I have something to say about her. Mm -hmm. Did you know that she was married to James Cameron?
0: I did not know that. They
1: got married a few years after The Terminator came out. Did you know that James Cameron is the voice on the voicemail canceling the date with her?
0: Oh, I didn't know that either. He
1: always inserts himself in some way. So,
0: um, they, we, through, uh, a soft conversation in, like, maybe the ten minutes that the Terminator is not trying to kill them, uh, Kyle basically, uh, tells Sarah Connor the full sort of story about what's going on in the future wars, and, uh, it talks about how great her unborn, unconceived child is, and that he'd die for this guy, and that that he gave, uh, John Connor gave Kyle Reese a picture of sarah connor and he's been ever since he received this picture he had fallen in love
1: with sarah connor because at one point she's like are there girls were you like what are the girls like back in your world and he's like what and she's like do you have like a girlfriend and he's like i've never had a girlfriend i've just carried a picture of you around my entire life
0: yeah and this is where ashley really starts (laughs) getting off (laughs) and then uh they make love and i imagine it it was hot it was unprotected sex because boom folks That's where John Connor comes from. Turns out Kyle Reese is John Connor's father.
1: God, I, one of my biggest complaints about my college education is that I took a philosophy of time travel class that was so hard. It was such a hard class. I remember everyone wanted to get into it. It was like impossible to get in. You had to write an essay to get into this class because the t- it was like the head of the philosophy department taught it and it was so hard. I was one of I was one of 3 students that got an A in that class. I don't remember a damn thing about time travel, but I know that we talked about the terminator clause at some point. So I need to go back and look at my notes. I know. Do you have those notes. I do at my mom's house. Yeah, yeah. You get those. yeah. So I know that there's a Terminator thing with time travel. Well, I mean, <sighs> it frustrates me. <laughs> I, How could I have worked so hard in that class and not remembered anything? There you go,
0: college folks. It ain't worth shit. Now let me tell you. So uh, Kyle and uh, Sarah they bone, you know, and uh, we're led to believe John Connor is created, and so uh, then the Terminator uh, by pretending. Because uh, the Terminator does this cool trick where he he can mimic uh, anybody's voice perfectly, and it's very funny. When when like twice in the movie, this time it was Sarah Connor's mom on the phone trying to say like, "You have to tell me where you are. At least give me the phone number, just so." I know I'm your mother, and she's like, okay, fine. This is the phone number for this place, and then all of a sudden, it kind of slowly cuts to like well, who they, she's actually talking to, and it's like the cool ass Terminator just on the phone as uh, with Sarah Connor. I'm Connors. worried about you, Sarah.
1: <laughs> yeah, you gotta tell your mother where you are. It's
0: so good. Uh, he's got a little tricks up his sleeve, the little Terminator. Yeah. And then uh, so the Terminator finds out where they are, and then eventually there's another big firefight. They used the the pipe bombs to blow up a truck that. Uh, eventually melts the Terminator's skin off and then that's when the terminator turns into uh which i'm sure you've seen before yes the skeletal terminator which is really what the terminator is is just all robot now what's great about that is like fucking james cameron like woke up out of a nightmare and sketched the terminator walking out of flames and it's that shot like Mm. this is his vision to a t it's insane that this is how this guy thinks what I like about James Cameron in this style of movie that he makes, because he's made a couple that are like this. He made Aliens as well. He made Terminator 1 and 2 and then Aliens. He is so precise with his sort of sci-fi. And it's there's nothing like weird like he doesn't have these like things where it's just like yes like there's no star trek in his sci-fi it's very realistic like gritty militarized yeah metal like heavy metal it's not
1: lord of the rings in space
0: (laughs) it ain't it ain't it's like not that star
1: wars is that but it has elements of that
0: um so uh eventually this terminator like you know can't be killed unfortunately he pops off uh, Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese is he dead. He doesn't.
1: He doesn't. He's not responsible for Kyle Reese's death. Who is? The bomb that goes off inside of the Terminator cuz Kyle Reese shoves a bomb into his That's ribs right. and that bomb is what kills So he
0: dies for his for for Sarah Connor basically yeah. protecting. Yeah. Like I I uh um uh, uh, a, a Terminator with no legs is like crawling out yes it's uh, incredible it's like the last jump scare you get because it, this movie makes you feel like it's over like three times before it actually is over yeah it's like painstaking like you're like oh fuck this guy is not I mean the the Terminator literally will not stop and uh, that's sort of the feeling through the whole movie and then eventually, uh, what happens? How does it How does it actually end? She crushes him. Oh, that's right. There's like an industrial crusher machine. Yeah,
1: and the smoke that comes out of that crusher machine is cigarette smoke.
0: I, I heard that. Yes, I do know this fact.
1: And did you know that there was a huge, like, um, like huge argument that stopped production between James Cameron and the main production company because they wanted it to end in that fire, and he was like what that's not the end of the movie the terminator gets up and keeps chasing them into the warehouse and, and they were like it's not necessary it's too much movie and he's like uh-uh
0: it, it does add i agree with james Cameron. it adds so much where it's like he's not fucking done yet yeah. after that explosion yeah um it's insane uh and then eventually he's crushed and and the movie is over um well, well the movie's not fully over right him. there's a little uh, tag scene where we see sarah connor pregnant uh, leaving like a voice message for her Yeah, unborn... she's like
1: recording tapes.
0: Yes, and uh, kind of explaining what's going on. And she's got a loaded gun next to her. And we She's see... at a
1: gas station in Mexico, also shot guerrilla style. And the police came in like they shut shut it down, but they had gotten the shot in before.
0: Yeah, so they have a, uh, it's basically we're like, oh, Sarah Connor's sort of fulfilling the prophecy. Because what we learn also is that uh, it's not only Sarah Connor giving birth To John Connor, but John Connor is the leader of the human resistance and all of the tactics and techniques that he learned was from his mother who prepared him for this. Yeah. So, um, so I
1: guess she spends these years learning those things.
0: You got to watch T2 baby.
1: Oh, I can't wait. If You want
0: to see uh kick-ass Sarah Connor. You got to see T2. I
1: cannot wait.
0: Um, it's going to be a good time. So then, uh, so uh, honestly, uh, you give it, uh, how many stars up? How many, how many thumbs
1: down? Absolutely 10. You give 10, it absolutely 10, 10 stars. I would watch it again right now. So I
0: want to go through a couple of things. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, we can maybe, uh, you know, take take this little review in in this direction. Um, number one is, uh, what did you think about the script? Did you
1: like this script? I thought it was an excellent script. Why? I just found all of these characters to be developed in a way, except for the Terminator,
0: the roommate.
1: Oh, the roommate. Yeah, I didn't like her. Sarah she Connor was like has a, a throwaway character,
0: where she just wears like uh like a Walkman and headphones the whole time and dances around the entire time.
1: You know, I, it made me think that, like, you know how like older people look at our generation, and they're like, "You're always staring at your phones." It made me think, like, were the older people looking at that generation, like, "You're always listening to your
0: headphones." I mean, James Cameron was probably like twenty eight when he made that. You're movie, always listening so. to your music. His first movie, by the way that he that he directed, pretty good. So um, he was
1: living in a car and didn't have an agent.
0: OK, so can you believe that you enjoyed folks? the script script written by James Cameron, by the way, wrote and direct the Terminator wrote and directed Titanic. If you're talking about range here, folks, that's that's some pretty. Good I mean, range.
1: I was telling Nick that I'm just personally anti James Cameron because I find him to be like a uh big
0: capitalistic propagandist
1: yeah i find him to be sort of a a mouthpiece for the state so to speak he really like upholds a lot of um like class stereotypes and he does like a lot of, there's a lot of like military type things i don't know i find him to be questionable and yet i love his work
0: I- i'll tell you what this because he made, he wrote and directed Aliens as well. He, I, this month has turned me into like a James Cameron super fan.
1: I'm going to have to watch Aliens. Because you're gonna is.
0: be very scared of aliens but we'll let's talk about that so okay so uh the script i thought it was just like it moved it was so well paced so and it just well-paced. moved so quickly
1: i'd love to read this script
0: something me too i was thinking that as well so, something because people it was like one of those things when i'm watching interviews and people are like i couldn't put this fucking thing down i'm like really it's a bunch of guns yeah. and stage direction but i'd like to read it it worked so um something fascinating about this was James Cameron, he had done a short film. He was a special effects guy. But he's a writer and he's a director. And uh, so he basically has this idea for the Terminator. Him and the production company that he has, like, are determined to make this thing. And so they go around and uh, they're kind of sketching things out. And, I mean, you could see he storyboarded, painted every scene of this movie i mean the guy's a fucking artist as well and you see the paintings they're exact like they're incredible like Amazing. all of the robots and everything are his sort of design and and uh you know eventually some uh, effects people made this stuff so he's he has this script it gets greenlit they're like okay so let's start talking about who's gonna cat who we're gonna cast and uh do you know who did you see this as a fun fact um the, about the cast Mm-mm. this is something fun mm. okay so initially who he wanted james cameron wanted as the terminator was uh the character who plays the white detective uh, in this movie uh lance henrickson oh who plays the, also the android in aliens
1: Interesting. but like he's like
0: a little older kind of white guy And Hmm. he's kind of, you know, he's kind of skeletal.
1: They wanted him to be the Terminator. They
0: wanted him because they wanted him to blend in. James Cameron said he wanted to be unassuming. He's just gonna blend in, and then he's gonna, you know, people will be messing with him like those punks on the street. Yeah, because if you think about it, the punks on the street, why would they ever mess with a Greek god bodybuilder? Yeah, like yeah, there was three of them, but please, let's be honest. But if it was Lance Henriksen, some weird little white guy. They yeah. might fuck with them, so and it turns out he's a cyborg. So that's who they wanted. So now the uh, production company is like, listen, uh, we need to sell this movie, and we're gonna pitch this to Arnold. He's making Conan. He made Conan. He's kind of a uh, gonna be a uh, you know a big action star. You know he's been in this and that. Like we'd like to ask Arnold.
1: You know who the first pr- pick was for the production company? Who OJ freaking Simpson? But they were like, he's too nice,
0: right? Yes, they were gonna. Yes, they wanted him as well. I heard that. So let me finish my my okay. fun fact story. Okay. So Arnold, they reach out to Arnold, and they want Arnold to be Lance, uh, uh Kyle Reese. That's what? what they wanted. It wasn't, and they and so it was like Kyle Reese was gonna be played by Arnold, and Lance Henriksen was going to be the Terminator. Weird. And Ca- James Cameron looked at them and was like. I don't I'm not having fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger be the lead in this. That's they, he I believe in the interview he said that's a little corny to have like our lead be Arnold. I, I just don't want that vibe. Like I don't want the whole thing. So he they they he's like, I have to do this because I I have I'm not I'm nobody in this business. So he takes the meeting and he tells his co-writer, like there's a guy who helped him out with some dialogue. He's like, I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna blow it. I'm not going to be real nice to him, and I'm not going to sell this that much because I want him to pass on this script. And he goes to meet with Arnold, and Arnold looks at him, he reads the script, and he goes, yeah, I don't I don't relate to this Kyle guy, really. And James Cameron's like, great, because I, I don't think you're really right for it. And he's like, I want to be the Terminator. And, uh, and then Lance was like, or uh, uh, Cameron was like, Interesting, because he was thinking this other completely different body type, totally different dude. And then he was like, that's interesting. And then so he thought about it a little bit. And then it seemed like Arnold was like really into it. And so he's like, listen, I could this works for me now. And if we book him, then I don't have to worry about getting any more stars in my film. And I don't have him playing my lead. And so he kind of rethought the idea. And they were like, yeah, let's go for it. And he, Arnold's like, I'm in to be, I want to be the Terminator. And then he's like, okay. But Arnold's agent called up and almost ruined it. Because Arnold's agent told Arnold, you can't be a villain, dude. You're going to be like Mm. the leading man forever. Like you're you know, we got you in movies. You can't be like a scary villain now. And he was like, fuck you, I'm doing it. But unfortunately, the guy who made Conan the Barbarian, the first one had him contractually obligated to do a second one. And so he was like, listen, I can't make this movie for six months. And they were like ready to go. And James Cameron and the crew were like, okay, we think this is going to work so much that we want to wait for Arnold. So in the meantime, James Cameron used the Terminator script as a, sam- as a writing sample and sent it around to different production companies. And through the strength of the Terminator script, he got hired to make the sequel to Aliens, to write the sequel to Aliens, and write the sequel to Rambo. Wow. And so he writes in the six months, he writes Aliens and Rambo. Waiting for Arnold to come back. Aliens Wait, which two, Rambo? Two. Rambo 2. Oh my the goodness. sequel to like the hugest, like, we, you know, the like. Two
1: big. So he franchises. had the
0: fucking Terminator script in his back pocket. He's about to make it. He cranks out Aliens, which is an incredible movie. It rivals Terminator. It really does. And then Rambo 2, which I haven't seen in a long time, but it's fucking Rambo. And then finally, like, the, the people of the production company for Aliens is like, he's like, I want to direct Aliens. And they're like, Let's see how this Terminator thing works out. And then the Terminator comes out, and it's fucking huge. And they're like, you're in. You can now direct Aliens. So right after fucking Terminator, he writes and directs Aliens. And then Rambo. I don't think he directed Rambo. He may have. But, I mean, it, like, think about the idea of, like, I just wrote The Terminator, and I'm using it as a writing sample, and it gets me the the fucking job to write Aliens that's and Rambo 2. I mean, this guy's, that's, like, an incredible story of, like, fucking Titanic yeah. Uh, proportions. Yeah.
1: I also... These are the
0: biggest movies of the, like, action movies of, of, the, the, of the fucking 80s. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's insane. This guy James Cameron. I I just I never real. I kind of
1: knew this stuff,
0: but I never really knew this stuff.
1: Makes you want to watch that movie. Which one? Pandora.
0: I kind of want to watch Avatar. now.
1: Avatar. I kind
0: of want to watch it. Now. Why did I
1: call it Pandora? Because that's where they live. Oh yeah, Avatar.
0: It's their whole. Yeah, trilogy. let's
1: watch it, babe.
0: So then, unfortunately, Lance Henriksen, who could have been the Terminator, is now just like
1: a cop
0: the cop guy the it, is pretty it, it seems pretty he d- he does become the synthetic android in aliens and then he reprises his role a couple more times so it did i mean james cameron hooked the guy up
1: yeah
0: um but th- because of terminator bill paxton who played one of the punks yeah in there the one that you recognize he becomes like the standout marine in aliens he brings him over to aliens and, uh, has like the, like of all the Marines has like the standout role. He's like kind of funny and, uh, you know, he's like, he's kind of like brash and he, you know, he's, he's crazy. And I, and I believe at that time he had just done uh, weird science, but like that, these two movies back to back, like kicked him into, so James Cameron started his career just because he was like, he liked him as like kind of a bit part actor. The Terminator. Cool.
1: Now, I heard that um, all of like the production, all the crew and stuff, they all had shirts made that said, you can't scare me, I work for James Cameron. So he seems like he's notoriously difficult to work with.
0: I didn't hear about, when I watched the documentaries this morning on this movie where I found all my fun facts, I didn't hear much of people talking about that on Terminator. The documentary after watching Aliens that I watched because now he's got the terminator under his belt yeah. and he's like got another writer director thing and he has such a vision he's like one of these guys like you know they say first to come in last to leave but he knows everybody's job that's the problem mm. so he's a director but he also wrote the fucking script and he started in in special effects like in set design so like at any point in the movie if something like you're in production Somebody does one thing that he does he then all of a sudden gets out of his director's chair and starts showing this special effects guy how to do his job. Wow and he does it better than him mm. uh, and uh, the one thing and this is a Michael Bean quote, the one thing that he always really loved is that the one thing that James Cameron he doesn't think he can do is act. So he let his actors like act. so mm-hmm. he apparently was very good to his actors. but I think he's a real meticulous dude. Um, and they talked about it, and and but it was all one of these things where it's like, yeah, man, the guy has a vision and he fucking rides people's asses, but he made the Terminator and it's amazing. So like, it kind of was all worth it, you know. And it's like one of those things, like a mad genius style.
1: So Michael Bean almost didn't get casted in that um, role. Do you know about this? The accent?
0: Oh no. Oh yes, I did hear. Yeah. But you Tell this story. Yes, so this is good. He
1: auditioned, and they were like, "We really like him. We just like." Like, don't want this character... We don't like his Southern accent because we don't want this character to have like a regional identifier because it's from the future. And then they told Michael Bean's agent that, and Michael Bean was like, what accent? I'm from
0: Nebraska.
1: And like he had been working on- He was
0: auditioning for a big Broadway production of Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Yeah. Which I find hilarious that this guy is what he, this is, he's like an actor guy.
1: Actor, actor. And he's
0: like working on this Southern accent for this crazy audition. And like literally that day also was like, Oh, I guess I'm gonna quickly audition for this little yeah. kind of action movie. And he still had this the Southern accent going. And then so they they redid the lines for him and they and they really liked him. But Michael Bean plays like the heartthrob-ish, if you could, but like at least Ripley is sort of uh, you know, and a survivor in Aliens. So and he he kind of filled in for a role of a actor Man. who like couldn't make it. So I mean he really got excited uh when he met james cameron and he and he he does think that uh uh kyle reese was the best character he ever wrote based on how in-depth james cameron knew the character based on writing the script Mm. he said he felt he never felt like he had more of like a world to live in and he could always look at you know james cameron and be like what's the motivation here and james cameron like knew that what this guy ate for breakfast every morning, it was that sort of a thing. Mm. Um, But yeah, fascinating that he went and got, you know, did fucking Terminator and Aliens after like auditioning for like hardcore Broadway.
1: Yeah, I love Um, that.
0: It is, it's great.
1: I feel like you don't ever hear about the love story with the Terminator. You just, I've never heard that before and I enjoyed that angle of this movie so much. It was a wonderful surprise.
0: Um. So the guy who uh the the special effects in this movie are in wonderful. Like the the robotics going on with the cyborg face and yeah. there's just points where like it's clearly like a rubber yes. Arnold face that you yes. get close ups of, which is like it looks really realistic, but there's just a tad bit of like that's a rubber prosthetic. But it kind of works because it's supposed to be a cyborg with kind of human skin over it. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of lo- supposed to look synthetic. But
1: it, t- it shots, he is wearing like a, a fake eye right. type He's situation. Got the eye. Yeah. Because he wore it out to get a sandwich. That was a fun. <laughs> that was a fun IMDb <laughs> trivia thing is that he, on break, went like somewhere in LA to get a sandwich and everyone was really freaked out. Oh,
0: well, I mean, he looks like a goddamn cyborg. Yeah. And you know, um, but he's also like, there's so many good like back like backlot pictures of just like Arnold like laughing, yucking it up in like the cyborg makeup. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, the 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 effects in this movie are incredible. I mean, the people that like, there's so many like whenever there's a lot of like, um, I guess not flashbacks but flash forwards yeah. to like what we get to see this sort of robot war and you know that's like what they call like what do they call hard perspective is that what it is oh
1: that sounds right
0: it's something like that where it's like they've made it look like you're like literally on a battlefield yes. but it's all um except for like some of the lasers uh, which are After Effects, but it's all props and lighting and hard perspective. And like the whole set was like six feet long. Wow. And like all of the tanks are like teeny tiny models. Yeah, I was tanks. wondering
1: if it was models. They yeah. are.
0: They're little teeny. Like when they, bl- there's a lot of, they showed some of it. I saw, it. it's incredible. Like when they blow up the, the the oil tanker at the end. Yes. That oil tanker is like eight feet long Come and on. like two feet off the ground. Yeah, but they, the way they film with the models, it looked so fucking wow. good. Wow,
1: I thought that, I assumed that was real.
0: Well, I think they do a real explosion and then when they do the wide shot of it exploding, it's yeah. a little teeny tiny. Oh my like, goodness.
1: Like a little teeny, you can walk in this little Terminator that's land. That's so cute
0: a little teeny tiny land um, the guy who did the special effects for the uh robot for the cyborg um is a guy who uh he started off by do he, like his first big thing was he did like the old makeup for roots and he's like an old Jewish guy. And he did the Makeup for Roots, which got him the job to do The Wiz. Mm. He does The Wiz and he does the Tin Man on The Wiz, which gets him kind of into robot oh, interesting. stuff. Sticks hires him to do... Mr. 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 Roboto. Roboto. He he made Mr. Roboto, and and all of a sudden became his workshop became like the robot guy. Cool. And then they eventually are doing the Terminator, and he gets recommended, and James Cameron really wants him, and then he does the iconic he built the Terminator. So everything that you kind of look, the look of the Terminator, obviously sketched out. That thing was so awesome. So awesome, but built by this guy who did the whiz. That's cool. Which is, uh, I thought, a really fun sort of Hollywood fun fact. But, um, so yes, I mean, I think what we're trying to say here is the Terminator is really fun. It's kind of scary. It's really violent. But at the heart of it, it's just a hardcore love story. Is it not, Ash? now what i'm afraid of is well i gotta ask you right now because i know on our our main show you said that you're gonna watch one and we'll see are we gonna watch the second terminator
1: absolutely okay so the
0: second patreon for the month of june 2021 will be our our little chat shit review of terminator 2 judgment day
1: guys go watch the terminator
0: um so uh we hope you enjoyed the way we uh, sort of spoke about this movie i do want to say that you know eventually people and this is something that i found unnerving but james cameron is super serious when he was like answering the question he's like he's like what was weird was uh you know we figured out that like a lot of a lot of people identified with the Terminator. What? What yeah. does that mean? And he's like, you know, people are fed up with their jobs and they just kind of want to be <gasps> like cold robots who just come in and just kill everybody.
1: Oh my God. And he's God. like, you
0: can't yell at anybody on the street without them getting out of the car and just like pulling an AK-47 on them. And we've noticed that a lot of people. So obviously in the second movie, we, I, I, he said, I felt kind of bad about everybody kind of like loving the Terminator. And so I was like, man, now we can't have this like people are looking forward to seeing the second Terminator. We can't oh. have him like cold blood, you know, in cold blood, just murdering good people. And he's like, so the second movie kind of had to work around that. And, is uh, James and they Cameron
1: do. responsible for school shootings?
0: No, Marilyn Manson is. Okay, folks, so that is the. (laughs) That's how we end every episode. Uh, Folks, thank you for being our patrons. We really really appreciate appreciate it. it. This was a really fun episode to record. We hope you enjoyed us just talking some shit about that terminator um watch it and i'll watch t2 judgment day because we're gonna be bringing you an episode i think it's probably gonna be quicker rather than late later oh yeah i'm ready because uh i think i'm chomping at the bit i think we both kind of just want to get back into this terminator world yeah so um uh we hope you have a nice uh evening morning afternoon whatever and goodbye bye